inspire. Welcome back to the Kidney Stone Diet Podcast, the show about reducing your kidney stone risk and living your best life. I'm your host and fellow student, Jeff Saris. Hello, and I'm Jill, your kidney stone prevention nurse, and I'm happy to see you, Jeff. How are you doing? Yeah, it's great to see you. I'm doing good. This is our first um, first time we've talked face-to-face in 2022, which is wild. That number, does that number just like get to you? Dude, I was born in 1963, so to me, I'm on Mars right now. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know from this number, right? I mean, you'd watch TV shows back in the day about 2022, and you're like, oh, who the hell can think of that? And here we are, 2022. It's, it's pretty amazing, it really especially is. since most of us have spent that inside the last couple of years. So it's like yeah. it's a blur, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny when you go back to movies and things, because like Back to the Future, the future was 2015. And I'm like, oh, God, we're past the future in that movie. It's so weird. That's such an awesome point. We're past the future in this movie. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah so- no, it's crazy. I mean, every year we feel that way, like, oh, my God, time is going so fast. But I've said this before. It's like the older you get, it just feels like, remember when you were teeny tiny little Jeff and you were like, God bless. Maybe you didn't say it exactly this way, <laughs> but you're like, wow, I'm bored. It's, you know, June 12th. You just got out of school. It's a week later. You're like, what am I going to do with all this time? Now, uh, uh, a summer goes, it's a it's a blip. It's just a blip in time. Oh, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if you think about it, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, Jeff, I'll let you talk when I'm ready, okay? <laughs> this ain't about you, Jeff. It's about my story about little Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to say now. Oh, no, I what think were I you do. Gonna say? No, I was going to say because it is that ratio of t- of uh, sort of the um, like one summer in a life of like a seven year old. That's like one seventh of your like, that's a huge percentage of your life. It's one seventh of all the summers you've had. You don't remember most of them. It's, so it's it's such a different perspective as we get older, as we age. I'm so happy that you uh, said it because that's what I was going to say. And you said it so much more sophisticated than (laughs) I. So that's awesome. Yeah, I'm 58. So a summer to me is like, I mean, uh, one piece of 58. Who notices that? Right. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting. The older we get, it's just it's just a little sliver of our life. And that is why we really need to be grateful every time we get up and we have a breath to take, right? Absolutely. I mean, so important. It really is. Yeah, there's only so many. So many that we get. There's only so many. And only that's a good so shirt. Many. I like that. And I still rise. Okay, I did a Facebook Live today and I used it. So I put this shirt on. This is from Nike. And somebody mm-hmm. gave me this for Christmas. And they're like, you've been through a lot of stuff in your life and you're still here. So I, I thought of you when I saw this shirt. And so um, I love it because it reminds it reminds me of all the things that I have been through in my life. So when I am having a hard day, I'm like, look at all that stuff I just got through. If I got through that, I can get through this because here I am and I feel great. So, you know, it's just a reminder that no matter what we're put through in life, you can always get through it. You really can. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying that there is always another side if you give yourself enough time. You know, time Absolutely. really does heal everything. Mm-hmm. So um, like right now, I could go down the street and I can actually walk without crying because I miss Luke. And I mean, I wasn't like ah, ha, ha, crying like a hobo in the street. I mean, just tears would just naturally come down my face. And now I'm just like, 
I miss them. And it's just time. It really does heal. And, you know, I just take a lot of solace in that. Every time I face something, I know that it's going to suck right now, but I'm going to get through it. So I, I love knowing that, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's so valuable because, yeah, what we're, what we're experiencing now, we, we want to we be here now. But at the same time, yeah. when it's a tough time now, it, it, knowing it'll pass is, valu- is yes. just a valuable uh, perspective to have. I think that's great. It, and yes, it is. And also what gets me excited is all the things you learn from that. Like I'll use Luke because that was my past hard thing and uh, my most recent hard thing. And so people are like, well, just get another dog. And I'm like, I know I could get another dog. I want Luke. I'm grieving Luke, not a dog, right? Not not just any dog. And any dog I have, it could be a two legs and no eyeball. I'm going to love that dog. I mean, that's just who I am. I don't matter. I know that I could love another dog again. But right now I'm grieving my Luke. Yeah. Luke, exactly who he was. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was so amazing. And somebody also said, people are like, Jill, you're supposed to be talking about kidney stones. I know I'll get there. <laughs> this all has to do with eating well, living a healthy lifestyle. Are you not getting enough sleep? Did your dog just die? Stress, blah, blah, blah. The things I talk about, I know it seems like I go off on a tangent, but it always has to do living a healthy lifestyle is way more about than just eating broccoli. Okay. It's why we're choosing the things we are or are not. And so uh, about Luke, what made me, what, what was so interesting to me is someone said, well, Jill, I mean, honestly, for the last several years, that dog was your partner. And I'm like, you really was my partner. He was my partner. Some people may be like, well, that's friggin' sad, but it's not sad to me. He was my partner uh, 24 hours a day, work, uh, vacation, in the car. I mean, he was my partner. So it's such a beautiful thing to know that you can love something or someone that much that you get to grieve over it. How lucky are you? Now, I didn't get there. I wasn't here when I was going through that. But now that I'm out of it, I can think like that. I feel so blessed. Do I want him to be gone? No. But look at all the valuable things I learned with his passing. So that's where I always end up in life. I don't know. That's just where I go, right? So it's amazing. It was hard, but I feel like I've grown more. I'm a better person for having known that animal and that kind of love and just gets me through something else better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a wonderful perspective on all of it. And yeah, I mean, we have actually a lighthearted uh, voicemail that I was going to start with today, which I think is a perfect uh, transition for us. Um, Yes. But you will know. You'll know. You'll okay. know right away. All right. Hey, Jeff. This is Margaret from Naperville, Illinois. Happy New Year, Jill <laughs> and Jeff. You guys are great. I don't have a question because I already know the answers as I watch your show every day. And yes, Jill, I was yelling at the TV when you were adjusting your collar on the episode about sugar. I thought for a minute that you were caught on air while you were still dressing. I said to Bobby, what the hell is she doing? If I wasn't such a busy lady, I'd join you on your show. But I'm busy Uh trying to keep all your siblings on the kidney stone diet. However, I would like to meet Jeff. Happy 22. Love, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So, first of all, uh, she's so busy. She's saying that because she gets up. 
She makes her coffee and she sits in her chair till she goes to bed that night. So that's her busy. But that does keep her busy because a lot of her grandchildren <laughs> and uh, uh, people live with her. She's like the Italian mother where everyone lives under and she loves that. So don't <laughs> think she doesn't. So and again, any way that she can get her ass or her voice in this case on this show, <laughs> she's going to try to think about it. And yes, she is in love with Jeff, as is everybody. And Jeff don't say, oh, no because everybody is in love with Jeff. Yes, it's true. <laughs> that mother of mine, she's the best. Yeah, she's awesome. She's so as soon as I at the beginning because I always read the transcript because in our yeah. voicemail app it sort of it shows me so I can sort of skim it and see and at first I was a little confused cuz I was like wait, this isn't I don't know who this is cuz I I saw that it said mom and it, it referenced me yeah. first and I was like wait a minute I was like oh wait that's <laughs> that's Jill's mom that's awesome. she's going to sneak up here people uh-huh. like I said the nut don't fall far from the tree and I'm <laughs> glad that it don't uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah but yeah I wanted to start with that I I couldn't <clears throat> couldn't let that one go too long but yeah so actually we'll dive into the uh the actual kidney stone specific question um this okay. is coming from Lauren and um, again, if you have a question, the number is 773-789-8763, and we'll feature you on a future episode, but let's dive into today's question. Oh, boy. Okay, let's go. Hey, this is Lauren. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, and I was wondering if there was a calcium to oxalate ratio that would be best for that binding mechanism to happen uh, to prevent kidney symptoms. So I'm cutting it off just because she left her, her number at the end. Yeah. Um, but yes. yeah. So we're looking at a calcium to oxalate ratio, and that's from, from Lauren. Lauren from Louisiana. Hello, Lauren, and thank you for your question. So this is very common. Very, very common question. So it goes like this. I get a patient. We go over their urine, their 24-hour urine collection. And I start educating them on calcium because no one gets enough calcium, nobody, until they start hearing about it because of my big mouth screaming about it with kidney stones. And so I, there's one reason I like kidney stones and it gets people motivated enough to find somebody who can help them because that pain for most people is something that they will never forget. And so it's a powerful pain is a powerful motivator. So when I'm going through their urine collection, I will we'll talk about the calcium part of the kidney stone diet and why it's so very important. They don't care about nothing I'm saying. All everybody cares about, uh, okay, I, I hear you about everything else. Why are you waiting so long to talk about oxalate? Because it's the least important thing. How could it be? My stone is calcium oxalate, but there's a lot of reasons why it's that way. It ain't just because of oxalate. Oxalate is important until you learn this sentence. Stay away from spinach and almonds. That's all you need to know. Uh, Henry, did she say I could have a sweet potato then? Well, there's more to talk about. You can have higher oxalate foods if you eat them within portion size. If you found me because your oxalate was super high, it was typically for two reasons. You have malabsorption issues from Crohn's, colitis, bowel disease, a Whipple, which is a very intense surgery, a gastric bypass. You have other malabsorption issues going on. We, uh, 
just not eating spinach and almonds ain't going to clear you for the most part for low oxalate urine levels. That's a little part of the equation. The bigger part is that people, this is the common scenario. Jill, I was a diabetic. So they told me I need to have spinach and eat as many almonds as I want. And that's what I did. And eat lots of meat protein, by the way. So the deal is that when we health professionals tell patients to do something, we really should be a little bit more specific because what we say generically, well, patients can interpret any way they want. If, if someone says eat almonds, all the patient hears is, oh, shoot, I got diabetes. They said eat almonds. Cliff, go get bags. Go to Costco, honey. We need almonds. That's what they said every day, all day almonds that will cure my diabetes. So what we tell patients and what patients hear are two different things. And quite frankly, in today's healthcare industry, there's no time to be sitting, sitting around, wiping a brow, holding a hand, telling a story about how to do something. This is why Jeff and I do what we do, because we set aside the time. We make time. We're in a profession and a business that we, we can take as much time as we want. I don't have to work. We do not have to work in the constraints of a setting where you got to see 35 patients in four minutes. So we're very happy here. Okay. So what I'm saying is the other set of patients with high oxalate, they took, they ate as much spinach as they wanted because why not? More is healthier. They had as many almonds. They just ate a lot of high oxalate foods that are typically healthy foods in any amount that they wanted, along with no calcium source. So when we overeat oxalate, what happens is we metabolize it. We want to get rid of the excess of everything we've eaten. The rest goes into our intestines, goes into our colon, and is getting to leave as waste, goes through the stool. The only way oxalate can leave your body is to bind with calcium in your intestines and leave through the stool. If you are not eating enough calcium products, then what happens to that oxalate is he looks around and he's like, oh shoot, there ain't no calcium here in this colon. I can't leave how I normally want to leave. So it gets reabsorbed back into your bloodstream and you get higher oxalate levels. This is a very sophomoric view on what's going on, but it works for most people. We don't really need to get elaborate here, people. The point is, with all foods, healthy or not, moderation is key. And unfortunately, a lot of you stoners have found that out the hard way. And what's really depressing and not just depressing, but defeating is like, I just changed my whole diet and I caused the stone because I'm eating healthy now. But again, all food within moderation, there is no superfood, no matter how much people want to say, this is a superfood, eat all food, a variety of food in normal portion sizes. And that includes getting your calcium because you have to feed your bones that need it. So you don't get osteopenia which is the beginning of osteoporosis or and or osteoporosis. So you need it for your bones and you need it to get rid of excess oxalate. So when people come to me, they'll say, 
my oxalate's really high. This is why I changed my diet. I tell them no more spinach, no more almonds. Get your calcium needs met every day. Now, with that advice, I have to be very clear because what I have seen in the past is if I just left the advice there, keep your oxalate under 100 milligrams a day unless the doctor has told you otherwise and get your calcium needs met. And the only way you can get rid of excess oxalate is to have a bind with calcium. Well, if I don't extrapolate on that, you can imagine what the next urine collection is going to look like. The next urine collection is going to be their oxalate level is very low, which is wonderful. And their calcium level is now super high because they've overdone. Get to it, Jill. I'm getting there. Hold on. Because they have, because now every time they had two milligrams of oxalate, they were running for a glass of milk. I don't do dairy, Jill. You don't have to. You could do non-dairy sources of calcium. Either way, the patient has now taken it upon themselves because if I did not do my job as thorough as I did, do. And the only reason I do is because I've had so much experience. I know what human beings are going to do if I don't extrapolate. Okay. So I'm lucky. I have 22 years of experience in this. So I know what's going to be done if I don't open my big mouth. Okay. So I tell patients that, Hey, I know that you're going to want to have some milk or whatever. Every time you have two pieces of oxalate, but don't do that. Your body can't absorb all that calcium and it's going to wind up in your urine. And the next thing you know, your doctor is going to be like, holy brujol, your calcium's so high in your urine. Get him a pill. And you don't want that. So what is, the question is finally, TikTok girl, they got places to be. Okay. <laughs> what is the ratio? How much calcium should I consume when I'm having anything with oxalate? So... There is no ratio. Really, Jill, you made us wait all this time. But wait, <laughs> hold on. I got some interesting things to say to you. Why is there no ratio? Because we all absorb things differently. Say I have the flu and I have diarrhea for a week. I'm not absorbing everything I try to put in my body. Okay? So it doesn't matter what I do. We absorb things differently. If somebody has a gastric bypass or bowel disease, they're going to absorb things differently than me. So is there an exact science to this? 100% no, that would be no. So here's some rules I put around things and the outcome has been good because I'm looking at follow-up urine collection. So I pretty much trust the advice I'm giving. It hasn't, hasn't kicked me in the butt in a couple of decades, so I'm going with it. Because I know people like some kind of rules, some kind of guidance. So men and women that still get their periods need a thousand up to a thousand milligrams of calcium a day. Women who are done with their period up to 1200 a day, up to people, not over more is never better unless we're talking about water. So that now spread it throughout the day, because again, your body isn't going to absorb. Jill, I don't want to. Do it throughout the day. I don't remember. I'm going to have three glasses of milk for breakfast. Don't do that. Your body's not going to absorb it. And the point of having calcium is so your bones can absorb it. So you want to do that. It doesn't want to take it all at one place. And so here's what I do. I drink pea milk. I drink uh, unsweetened coconut milk. I'll drink uh, lactose-free milk. 
I'm de depends what kind of milk I'm looking for. Do I just want calcium? Do I need extra protein that day because of my bodybuilding stuff? And I didn't get close to my protein needs. I'll go to the pea milk. It ate it. It has eight grams of protein. Is my stomach doing okay? I'll have the lactose free. There's 14 grams of protein. So I'm juggling a lot of things just as everybody else is. So there's different types of milks or non-dairy milks you can have that you can easily meet your calcium needs. I typically get, I drink a cup of milk three times a day. It's close enough to my 1200 without going over. I also eat a lot of vegetables. So I'm going to get bits and boops of calcium as well. So that. Now, if I am having, say I want a snack, of a sweet potato, half of a sweet potato and a grilled chicken breast. And that's a snack for me, a little snack, a smaller piece of chicken and a fourth of a sweet potato. I know sweet potatoes are high, higher than five milligrams of oxalate. So I might pair half a cup of milk with that excess oxalate I'm eating. How do I know what I'm absorbing? I don't, I don't. I don't know if I have a little bit more oxalate in my system or not, but the point is when you're always sticking under the hundred, it don't matter, people. The point is you were sucking down spinach like it was a, a candy. So you were having hundreds and hundreds of milligrams of oxalate with zero calcium. Calcium. Now the average person gets about two, 250 milligrams of calcium a day. They're not thinking about it. It's just in their foods. But that ain't gonna absorb any excess oxalate. So that is why there was a stone problem. So once you take away the things like eating as much almonds as you want and spinach, and you meet your calcium needs, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna have an oxalate problem. Again, I watch and look at thousands of urine analysis <laughs> every year. So I know what I'm saying is solid. So the advice as far as the calcium oxalate ratio, if you're having something, if you're going to have a peanut butter sandwich as a snack, put your cup of milk there. But if you're not having any oxalate at dinner or like less than 10 milligrams of it, you don't got to be running for your cup of milk unless you haven't had it all day. So uh, what I'm saying, basically, there is absolutely no formula. But because I know you all like rules, I say this. If you're having something 20, 25 milligrams of oxalate or higher, put some calcium with it. Just just a generic rule that I have made up. I have no data, but it has definitely seemed to work for my patients. And it gives you something to strive for because I know patients get very anxious, not a judgment, simply an unfortunate fact after the hell they've been through. They want some kind of concrete something that they can go by to ensure that they are doing the very right thing in order to minimize their stone risk. The end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's also valuable, especially I wanted to rewind just to the point that you made about having spinach. Spinach is healthy, but that is like, okay, I want more health. I have more spinach, but then how you can so easily flip to the other side. Now I need calcium. I'm going to have so much calcium like that. It's, it's the same exact mechanism. It's just how we're wired. But um, yes. yeah, there isn't, it's not like one is better than the other for stones, obviously the oxalate. In spinach, it's a no-go. But yeah, we can we can do harm with good with good foods just as we can do harm with uh, bad foods. Yep, and I think that's why this is so frustrating for so many patients because they work so hard 
to change their diet and they thought they were doing the correct thing. But truly when people don't have, and this has nothing to do, this is my profession. I'm just saying the state of the world, there's just not time and it costs so much money to really be able to sit with somebody week after week after week, who can afford that? So, you know, people need more than just a brochure thrown at them, or here's a 1200 calorie day diet, chicken and lettuce all day long. This is, you know, or spinach is good for you. So people are going to take that because they're so petrified of making another stone or having issues with their uh, diabetes or all the things they're going through that there's, uh, you just, you can lose common sense. So if, if there's anything I do, I think it's to provide some common sense to this, this terrible disease state of kidney stones that people are like, yeah, I totally get that. I don't know what I was thinking. But when you've been really sick and with kidney stone patients, typically it's just comes out of nowhere. It's so sudden. It's so scary. So a lot of common sense, you know, when I was going through my cancer and thank God I do what I do for a living. So but even with me, as, as I was going through my cancer stuff, I had uh, an ileostomy. And that was while my my colon was healing from a surgery, it would divert my stool outside my body in a, in a bag. And I had that for several months. And when I got it taken down, I didn't have to eat the way I was, which is a very high carb diet at the time of having that appliance. And I know this. I know this. I work with these patients. That was the kind of nurse I was at University of Chicago. I dealt with my disease state, but I was so freaked out by everything I went through. I kept eating the same way. And I and one day I woke up, I'm like, oh my God. And so all the things I learned during my disease, I bring out to the world. It's like, man, you're so not alone. It doesn't matter how smart you are or what you know. When you are scared, it just doesn't matter. You don't think quite right. You know, you just, you're just so afraid of getting sick again, uh, that common sense can go out the window. And so I like to think that that's what we're providing here. We're providing, uh, of course, stuff that's based in science, but also some common sense, practical tips that people can leave our show with and go, I got that. I got that. Now I know if I'm having something like 20 or 25 milligrams of oxalate. And by the way, if you don't have milk at that meal, Again, people, it caught it, your stone was grown over months, long time. It didn't happen in a meal. So I want you to remember that too. Again, not to shame you, but to remind you so you don't get so anxious, okay? Because I understand the anxiety of illness. So yes, it is it is very interesting what we do as humans. And it makes total sense to me because I've been through it myself. I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's a great spot to wrap on this episode. Thank you, Lauren, again, for your question. And if you have a question... The number is 773-789-8763, and we will feature you on a future episode. But yeah, you mentioned the urine analysis, and I wanted to yes. just mention that because that's such an important thing, and you have the um, urinalysis uh, service. So yes. that's on the website at kidneystonediet.com. It's, it's sort of the first place you want to go generally when you're trying to figure out, okay, what type of stone, what's, what's going on yes. with my system. Yep. So like if you wanted to uh, dive into that service, it, it is a premium a paid premium service, but it's at kidneystonediet.com. You can find all the other free stuff, the um, the email newsletter, which is sent out every Saturday, a link to the Facebook group that's really uh, just really thriving. There's so much going on there every day. But yeah. um, is that all the free blog posts and everything, but all of that can be found at kidneystonediet.com. So yeah. 
I think that's a good spot to wrap. And uh, thank you again for listening, for watching wherever you are. And we will see you next time. We love you guys. Thank you, Lauren. That was a great question, a very popular one. We appreciate you. Thank you.